We love stupid people in America. Stupid man! Stupid people. That one's stupid. And now for something really stupid. You can call me stupid. Are you crazy? Or just plain stupid? Are you stupid or something? Stupid people. Are you stupid? I'd like to begin by apologizing sincerely for the offending comments that I've made. Three, two, one, zero. Hey, you! Yeah, you! Come here for a minute! I want to talk to you! Mama says you're brain dead, bang your head against the wall. That's stupid. <laughs> Can't find peace of mind, brain needs an overhaul. Stupid. Bonehead <laughs> brain. This broadcast oh of the Quick 12 Recovery Radio <laughs> Show are those of the co-host and guest and do not necessarily reflect those of our affiliates. The topics and opinions on today's show should not be considered as medical, psychological, or professional advice. Take 12 Radio is not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. And now, here's your host, The Man, The Myth, The Legend, The Monty Man. Dum 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 dum. Turn around, hit the ground, time to lay a burden down. Down 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 down. Tony, hi Tony. Good morning. Tony's here. Welcome to the Take Twelve Recovery Radio Show, Tony. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Glad to be here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, James is here too. Tony's bow. My bow is here. If if he's your bow, are you his what arrow? What does bow mean anyway? I don't know. Okay. A brother, bow, boyfriend, bow. I guess. Okay. Right? Remember, it's kind of hillbilly talk, right? You know about that stuff. <laughs> Not the hills I come from. <laughs> yeah, the hills. The he comes. From, the hills have eyes. Oh, God. <laughs> Hi, James. Good morning. James is here. Uh, Marv is here. Yep. Yep, there he is, right over there. Howdy. Yeah, he's there. And there Denver, I am. Denver's here, missing a few body parts. Yeah, most of me. <laughs> Denver had his uh, all of his teeth yanked uh, last week, right? Woo! That was an experience. Yeah. Tri- I'll tell you what the experience <laughs> In between was. the eye shots and the teeth uh-uh. removal. I'll uh-uh. tell you what the experience was, is dropping him off after <laughs> picking him up from the, from the surgeon. Woo! You were a happy Denver. Oh, you? he was a trip for a while. I guess I just kept saying Denver. I can't understand a word you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> His mouth is full of gauze. He's like, <laughs> okay, whatever you say, buddy. <laughs> you poor thing. Oh well, he's happier now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he'll be really happy when he gets his new grill. Yeah, that's a while out, but. <laughs> Yeah, so this week we're gonna uh, we're gonna bounce uh, a little bit off of not too much because I want people to get the book, but 
Uh, Dr. Alan Berger's book, 12 Stupid Things That Mess Up Recovery, Avoiding Relapse Through Self-Awareness and Right Action. And uh, for those who have been following the Take 12 Recovery radio show for a number of years know that that we did a whole series uh, with Dr. Alan Berger on emotional sobriety. And you can find those workshops that we actually did and are still on the website by going to take12radio.com and clicking on uh, Recovery Workshops. And it'll be listed there. Mm, excuse me. Um, but this book uh, is also, I've made it required reading uh, out at the Adult Teen Challenge Center for uh, the students out there. It covers 12 stupid things that mess up your recovery. Why are they stupid? Because they're stupid things. You're not, you're not, we're not calling you stupid. Sometimes we do stupid stuff and we made fun of it at the beginning of the show with the sound clips. But, um, People can be ignorant, meaning they just don't know, right? But we're not saying that you're stupid, but you may be doing <laughs> some stupid stuff. Yeah, you're stuff. looking at it. <laughs> What's, What's up, up with that? that? Denver? The What's glare. up with that? The glare. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be talking about that this week. Um, but before we do that, of course, we have to scream and holler and Stop all that. Right there. All right. It's time for Monty Man's Weekly Wine. <laughs> the baby. The baby. <laughs> okay. So I happen to like, and very seldom do I get it, but I happen to like those big round, um, things of sourdough bread. You know, they're sliced, but they come in a round and you, you buy them. Uh-huh. At the grocery store. Uh, so I was really kind of hankering for one of them. Hankering? A what? Hankering? Isn't, yeah. that, isn't, that, isn't that right, Mark? I, I recognize Hanker. that. Yeah, yeah. You, I, reckon <laughs> I, I, I reckon I know that. <laughs> so Marsha went to our local Winco. <clears throat> Uh-oh. She comes home with it, and it's as solid as a rock. Ew. It was frozen. Underneath the sign that says, Fresh Bread baked <laughs> daily. <laughs> Liars. Liars. We need to burn it down. We need to burn it down. <sighs> Perkos mm-hmm. used to do that with the pies. Fresh homemade pies. Fresh homemade pies, right. And, and I'd run over to Safeway every day and get them out of their freezer. <laughs> out of their freezer, right? <laughs> <laughs> We'd warm them. Come on, guys. Quit lying to us. I mean, I they've been lying to us for years. Retail has, but... Fresh baked bread daily. And then you come home and the outside's nice and smushy. But then I go to break a slice off and I have to use a chisel (laughs) because it's frozen solid in the middle. Apparently it didn't get baked enough. Evidently. (laughs) I don't know. I have a wine. Okay, wine away. Those statuses that say copy and paste this and this and I'll stay your friend. Those are stupid. Oh, I know. I hate those. On and then people media. get mad at you. I know. I know. They, they, they'll, they'll, they'll write something that's gooey and nice and all yeah, that. Say, now, but in the comments, if you're my friend, you will copy and paste this to all your contacts. Exactly. And then if you say something <laughs> in the comments, they get so offended. I know. And then I'm just like, no. That's because their lives, that's all their lives are. Okay. And I love me some Facebook, but that's dumb. Yeah. I do not need to beg you to be my friend. Okay, and but there's a there's something else going on on Facebook right now too that is is a hoax. 
is this thing that the only people <laughs> that's funny the only people that you're gonna that's gonna see your post are up to twenty five of your friends and no more. Oh, that's I didn't not see that. true. No, and, 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 and there and and so they've got they've got people hackers go in and they make up this this text that says, "Oh, I wonder where everybody went." If you will cut and paste this text into the body of your text, <laughs> then oh, all your friends will see your post instead of the few 25 of the algorithms that Facebook has changed, and it'll, it'll all go away. Mm. It's not true, people. I've never seen that one. That's surprising. Yeah, Marsha fell for it. Oh, no. And she put it. I said, why did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> so what do the hackers gain they just like to watch people Amusement. jolly, yeah, <laughs> bounce around and do nothing. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, yeah, there we go. Whining about social media and frozen bread. <laughs> there you go. Good what about, topics. What about banks? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm oh, so I, th- I thought that was a win, though. It is for us. <laughs> I am not happy. <laughs> so the Bang energy drink, the one that I... Go jokingly ahead. referred to as the healthy energy drink, <laughs> right, has Thank been you. purchased by Pepsi-Cola. Um, actually, they purchased them a couple of months ago, and I knew it was coming, right, Denver? We knew it was going to come, but the two-for-three-dollar uh, two price, gone. Now, depending on the popular flavor, the we- price has gone up. So Sour Heads being the number one flavor, Right, the price is like two forty five or something a can. Mm. So now it's almost five dollars for two. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So bangs, bye. Bye bye bang. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be drinking more coffee. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Now Folgers is gonna raise their prices. <laughs> um yeah, so I'm not I'm not too happy. They came out with that that flavor last week. Unicorn. Rainbow unicorn, which was Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> they took off It's and, for a buck forty nine so now. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you like root beer and you like the champagne flavored one that did not taste like champagne, and believe me I would know. <laughs> Um, they've taken those off. You can't get them anymore. I like the root beer one because it's the only one that actually tasted like the flavor it said. But they're gone. So if you have some in your store, buy them up. Buy them up now. Right. Uh, how, how does Pepsi have the audacity to mess with the Monty Man? I know. <laughs> so I let it be known on this show that we are not happy with Pepsi-Cola. Or PepsiCo is actually the name of the company. PepsiCo, who used to own, I don't know if they still own Taco Bell or not. They used to own Taco Bell? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. They were the mother, mother ship. Um, that's why it all went to That's head. a whole nother wine. Talk, <laughs> Taco Bell not getting your order right. Um, all right. So there you go. That's the wine. Everybody happy today besides mine and Tony's wine? Pretty Mark, much. Pretty much. Going, everything going good, James? Yep. Denver. <laughs> I'm, I'm smiling inside. <laughs> so we gotta we gotta have a win, right? Absolutely, it's time for that. Well, I have a weekly win for the Monty Man because nobody else is gonna say it, so I might as well just say it. You're celebrating 21 years of sobriety. Congratulations, Monty Man. Here's a little ditty just Sing it, for Cecil. You. <laughs> Say it's your birthday! <laughs>
Well, it's my birthday too, yeah. This day it's your birthday. Twenty-one years, good for ya. I'm mad at your birthday. Happy birthday to ya. All right. Oh my god. <laughs> I think Cecil just died. <laughs> Hey, Cecil. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be back. Uh, wait a minute. Will we be back? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Depends on if Pepsi pulls the plug I thought you needed to do your win. Uh, that was the win. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, oh. 21 years yesterday. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we, had a, we had a great time. Um, it was, I was so not oblivious to anything going on around me. <laughs> I got I got tricked into going out to the Adult and Teen Challenge Center to to talk to my new boss about stuff that really could have waited, and but I I wasn't even thinking about it. <laughs> but look at you go! But I went. He called and I went. I'm like, <laughs> there I was. Yeah. And uh, and then Denver Denver's out there at the center, and then he leaves. Oh, you left. Which I thought was weird because you I don't remember. Shut up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, then I, then I come into town, coming back from there, and Denver's in front of me down here, down the road, and I didn't even, I wasn't paying attention. All I saw was somebody on a motorcycle going way too slow, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, I am going around this knucklehead because he turns down my street. So I go up the other block and turn down the other street. So I didn't actually pay attention to the cars that were out front. I didn't even see the balloons. I, I don't know where my head was. And I walked. How the, could you have missed the balloons? I don't know. March, I have like th- 30 out there. They're still out there. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then I walk, I walk into the backyard and there's all these people and yelling surprise. And the gnomes were jumping up and down <laughs> singing and, and everything. It was it was a very nice time, and uh, thank you everybody that that came out and everybody who is a really great afternoon. Who thought about coming out and couldn't make it? Mm-hmm. And people, some people wrote some letters, and it was just very, uh, it was very moving. It was very moving. And my my oldest son said, "You turned twenty one. Now you're going to go get hammered." <laughs> <laughs> Did you realize Esther turned your gnomes? Yeah, she turned my gnomes. Three of them. Yeah. Somebody said that's because they needed to, they needed to go potty, so they turned, <laughs> they turned around. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. Anyway, so there's that there. So that's always a win, and uh, we'll be back. Um, I think we're gonna go away now and come back. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Hey guys, this is Richie Supa, and you are listening to Take12Radio.com, recovery talk and positive music. Hey, did you know that September is officially National Recovery Month? That's right. So I want you to join us on September 7th at Marion Square Park in Salem, Oregon from 2 to 7 p.m. Why? (laughs) It's hands across the bridge. The theme, building bridges, and the admission is free. Come join the celebration. We're going to have a DJ, rent of live music, food, games, and a whole lot more. This is the 12th annual Hands Across the Bridge. And during the main event, attendees will walk over the Marion Street Bridge to honor those in recovery and to remember those lost to addictions and mental health challenges in the past year. When? Hands Across the Bridge, Building Bridges, September 7th, Marion Square Park in Salem from 2 to 7 p.m. Remember, the admission is free, and there's going to be a whole lot of fun and a whole lot of building bridges. 
2018 Hands Across the Bridge is organized by Marion Polk Peer Coalition and sponsored in part by Take 12 Recovery Radio. Okay, everybody, it's time to do some really stupid stuff. Brought to you by that award-winning recovery magazine, The 12-Step Cassette. Visit their website at 12stepcassette.com. So now we're going to do some stupid trivia. Some really stupid trivia. Trivia that just plain stupid. So, Monty Man, let's get stupid. <laughs> he did horse music for you, DeMarv. Horse music? Isn't that what they do in the beginning of like a horse race? Da-da-da-da-da-da? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that music actually, you know where that music is from? Anybody? Anybody? Yeah. I don't want to say it'll date me. <laughs> March, <laughs> March of the Tin Soldiers. What is uh, that? It's a, an old Disney movie. I mean, it was one of the first animated where they took things like actual objects and animated them and made them move. In this case, it was wooden soldiers that played trumpets. And I don't know why it was called March of the Tin Soldiers because they were out, made out of wood. But anyway. There's some trivia for you. All right, here's some really stupid trivia. Which one of these stupid things is true? A, go is the shortest complete sentence in the English language. (laughs) B, I can't is spoken more than any other phrase. Or C, beer can be made out of cough syrup. Which one is true? (laughs) You guys are just like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. I don't think he has anything to do with this. Marv. Where are you going go with this? We need some I can't here. know. I can't. I oh, can't yeah, know. that's a good one. <laughs> what do you think? Is go the shortest complete sentence in the English language? I can't have spoken more than any other phrase, or a beer can be made out of cough syrup. Which one's true, Marv? Well, I think the first two are probably true, but I'll I'll go with B. B, I can't. Okay, what do you think, Tony? I say I can't all the time. Okay, what do you think they're Denver? (laughs) It's B. It's B, (laughs) I can't. B. Is it? Oh, sorry, guys. What? I can't. Okay, C, beer can be made out of cough syrup. Shut up. Is not true. Oh, oh, oh is it not true? <laughs> go is the shortest complete sentence in the English language. That's a complete sentence? Yes. Really? Yep. Hmm. Go. <laughs> go. So we're saying so. things that are not true. No. Which one is true? Listen to the is. question. Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> All right. Number two. Which one of these stupid things is true? True. True. Okay. A. You can get high by smoking catnip. <laughs> B, B, a snail can sleep for three years. Oh, my God. Or C, rubber bands are partially made out of animal fat. Marv? <laughs> yeah, Marv. See, what do you think? <laughs> Cecil told you it was going to be stupid. <laughs> wow. See, <laughs> animal fat, rubber bands, right? Tony, what do you think? I was actually going to go with C, too. Maria, go Denver? What was A? You can get high by smoking catnip. <laughs> I'm going with that one. Are you? Yeah, I like it. Wishful thinking? <laughs> C. <gasps> Shot. <laughs> go C. ahead. C? Rubber bands? You guys are all wrong. 
What? Yeah, a snail can sleep for actually oh up to God. three years at a time. Perfect. Snail has some good yeah, sleep. That's an old snail. Uh, all right, here's your last one. Which one of these stupid things are true, Tony? Uh-huh. Number, uh, I'm going to let you guess first this time. Oh, Lord. A, hummingbirds are the only animals that can fly backwards. B, cats can stop their heartbeats for up to three minutes. Or C, oh or C, butterflies got their names from an entomologist named Lisa de Omargarine. Okay, I don't understand C at all, so I'm not even going with okay, that. Okay, butterflies got their names from an en- yeah. entomologist, that's the person who studies insects, Okay, named Lisa de Omargarine. I'll go with A. Hummingbirds are the only animals that can fly backwards. What do yeah. you think, Marv? A. A, Denver? Glad the last question. Aren't uh, you? I, yeah, I'm going with hummingbirds. Hummingbirds? Hummingbirds. Yeah, you guys would all be correct. Yeah, Yay, hum- we finally got one right. Hummingbirds are the only uh, the only ones that can fly backwards. And uh, butterflies did not get their names from Lisa Deo Margarine. If somebody guessed Is that, that I was going to kill you. Is that even a real person? I'm going to Google it after the show. <laughs> <laughs> If you find a Lisa Day O Margarine who named an insect butterfly, put it together. Uh, if you do find that, I'll give you a, a cookie. Uh, that would be a trip. But you know what? That is just crazy enough to be true, right? Right. Sure. Say right, Marv. Right. All right. Okay. Good. All right. That does it for stupid trivia. Stupid. Yeah. Okay, because I got I that in my mouth. March of the Tin Soldiers. Um, so it was it was kind of funny yesterday because Marsha had had set up this questionnaire about how well do you know Monty. <laughs> Yeah, it it cracked me up, um, and I didn't even catch it right at first. But one of the questions was, has Monty traveled to or climbed A, eat Ma- either Mount Hiroshima or B, Mount Everest? Because one of them's true. And there is no Mount Hiroshima. It's Mount Fujiyama. <laughs> Hiroshima is the town we blew off. Boom. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> How wonderful. So, um, we all believe that. So, the, the jury still isn't out on would Monty rather drive across the country in a car with no air conditioning or spend a three day weekend with Marsh's sisters and their family? Okay, now, Denver, tell them our argument on that. It's not really out for me because I know. <laughs> you think I would rather spend it with the sisters? Three days uh-huh. compared to a drive across New York to New to York, hog country on a with hot, no hot AC. day. And you call James all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I, just the thought of spending that much time with one. my in-laws just gives me the willies. <laughs> all right. And I'm not picking on them in, but, individually. I'm just saying with in-laws, period. That's just kind of three days in a car with them. God, that's I hope not they don't what listen it says. to this. Ten days with you in a car without air no conditioning. <laughs> Really? <laughs> to New York. Think about it. That's a long time. Yeah, it would be a lot of whining. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. All right, so um, the topic this week is 12 Stupid Things That Mess Up Recovery. 
and this is taken from the book Avoiding Relapse Through Self-Awareness and Right Action by Dr. Alan Berger. Uh, a required reading uh, for uh, those particularly in the restoration phase of uh, the Adult and Teen Challenge Program. Uh, and I'm not going to crack the book open and, and read stuff from his book because I want you to get the book. Um, if you go to www.ab, that stands for Alan Berger, phd.com, abphd.com, you can pick up the book. Uh, you can get them on Amazon as well. Um, so stupid thing, number one, believing addiction to one substance is the only problem. Hmm. So we see this sometimes when people will come into, um, for instance, Narcotics Anonymous, and they want to stop using methamphetamine, but they don't want to stop drinking. Making the statement that, well, I'm here for narcotic abuse, not for alcohol mm -hmm. abuse. However, what a lot of people don't understand um, is that alcohol is a narcotic. Mm -hmm. um, and Or if somebody will come into AA and want to quit um, alcohol abuse, but they don't necessarily want to give up smoking pot. That's really common right now mm -hmm. with the whole marijuana thing. Um, and what we've found, and they have every right to do that. If somebody wants to quit drinking and they want to come into AA to work on their not drinking, it's really nobody's business if they want to smoke pot or not, to tell you the truth. I don't think. I, I mean, I don't agree with that. But if that's what they, they're coming in there for, that's their focus, God bless them. Mm. I mean, don't you think, Marv? If they want to quit drinking and that's their purpose, they're welcome to be there, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but see, he kind of—I think he agrees with me, though. I so so. <clears throat> one of the things, one of the stupid things that messes up recovery is people don't—they think they can get away with using other mind-altering substances and just quit one, and it usually doesn't yeah, work out. You know, they're just fooling themselves. They're just fooling themselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, so we just know that abstinence across the board is what is, is most successful. Um, because again, those, those things like alcohol, marijuana, or methamphetamines, those are, those are just symptoms anyway. So if you're not, if you're just dealing with one symptom and you're not really getting to the root of what's going on, then you have, you really accomplished sobriety. I, I, I don't think so. Anyway, that's number one. A stupid thing number two, believing sobriety will fix everything. <laughs> Not true at all. <laughs> well, there is some nuance to that. Sure. Um, be, and you especially hear it, I think, anyway, when the meeting has newcomers. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of these people are telling these newcomers... Um, suggesting i guess not just straight out but the suggestion is that hey you know you quit drinking or using and man everything's gonna get great gonna yeah be, you know and <clears throat> that is a fallacy it is mm -hmm. if you stay sober everything will work out well that's nice i mean you probably have a better chance of some things working out but I don't know. My bills didn't go away. The people knocking on my door to because of my bounce checks, that didn't go away just because <laughs> I put the plug in the jug. Mm -hmm. um, 
Life doesn't go Relationship away. problems. Right. You know, just being sober doesn't really do anything other than take your friend that you've had for years away. <laughs> and now you've got to... <laughs> Now you got to deal with all this through that. <laughs> You're right. And it sucks. <laughs> and just be honest, it actually sucks more sober than it does. <laughs> Some days. Yep. Some days it can. Or at least, yeah. it, at least it feels that way. It may be mm-hmm. getting better, but it doesn't feel like that for a while. Yeah. You know? Um, and, and thus, the you know, people say it doesn't get better, it gets different. Um, different's a good word. You know, that may be. I mean, my life got... My life started getting better right away, <coughs> even though it didn't feel like it was, mm-hmm. even though I couldn't see any evidence of it yet. It was on that path. It was going <laughs> in that direction. But I, I had to learn through the application of the step process. I had to learn to live life from life's terms mm-hmm. without booze, not just be without booze. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of people, and what you know, commonly we we refer to them as dry drunks, people that are not drinking, but nothing else is changing, mm-hmm. thinking that sobriety will just magically fix everything. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, number three, pursuing recovery with less energy than pursuing addiction. That'll mess you up. And so I. I'm I'm going to kind of play devil's advocate with this just a little bit. So you ever heard anybody say that like they couldn't get a ride to a meeting, so they didn't go to the meeting, and somebody will say to them, um, "I'll be, so how far away do you live?" Well, I live about about twelve miles away, out of town. Well, I bet you would have walked to your dope dealer's house. <laughs> and I'm like, and that's so true. That's the worst part, right? But that was when I was doing dope. I, or, or I'll, I'll bet you, I bet you would have spent all that time at the dope man's house. Why aren't you spending that much time at the meeting? Because today I have a job, mm-hmm. and I pay my bills, and I, I'm a productive member of society. I'm not going to be in a meeting three times a day just because you think I'm not in recovery unless That's I'm there three times a day. Yeah. My, the things I learned in the meeting has taught me to go get a job and go that, do that kind of stuff. Um, so there's there's that piece of it. But there's a lot of truth, isn't there? Mm-hmm. If we would put just half the energy in to our recovery that we put into using and abusing, maybe things would turn around. And and I think a lot of people, what they do is they come in and they're they're – and they're given the idea that just by showing up, just keep coming back. That's all you got to do. Just show up through those doors and do nothing else that their life's going to change. And I, I've known some people, believe it or not, who that's all they've done and their life got better. But they weren't, they weren't alcoholics. They weren't addicts. They were people that may have abused it. You know, but and they come to meetings and they get some really good advice and suggestions and and stuff to apply and implement, and they do it, and their life gets better. I couldn't do that just by sitting in. But a our meeting. brains just keep going, though. That's what people don't see. Our brains go and go and go and right. go and go and go and go. Does that make sense? Yeah. Did Did you pursue your recovery program as much as you did your abusing alcohol now or then? In the beginning, probably not. I probably like. Well, I relapsed like three or four times before I actually did. Right. So, 
I, I think that can be different for different people. Uh, Marv, what about you? Did you did you jump in this thing with both feet and really go for it as much as you did your drinking, or did you kind of ease into it? Oh, uh, that's. Uh... It's hard. That's a stupid question. <laughs> stupid. It's hard to answer. <clears throat> yeah. I I think more than anything, uh, in my situation, mm-hmm. is as soon as I started getting involved and seeing what was going on, I knew I needed it. Right. There was no doubt in my mind. But I'm not going to sit here and say, yeah, man, I just uh-huh. jumped in the book and disappeared for Doing six months. Right. I wrote five books, and yeah, <laughs> I didn't do anything. I was on the speaking stuff. circuit <laughs> the next week. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sorry. Den- <laughs> Denver, when you first went to a 12-step meeting, did you think, man, this is great. I'm going to jump and do this. This is going to be my life, baby. When you get on fire for something, sometimes. Sometimes. And so that's the other side of the coin because I have known people, <clears throat> their second, third day there, they kind of go the other way, maybe too much. They're signing up for everything. They're saying yes to everything. Some knucklehead told them, don't ever say no, oh. right? Ooh, that, fighter, fighter jets flying overhead. <laughs> um, and, and so they, they plug themselves into every piece of service work they can. Mm-hmm. They've never even cracked the book yet, and they're just busy, 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 busy because it's keeping their mind off of off of drinking or using, and then they burn out and they crash. You strike a wooden match and you see a giant flame, boom, Yeah, immediately. Right. And within a short time, it burns out, or it gets, it yeah. gets level. Right. <laughs> Denver knowledge. Yes. Hashtag. Hashtag Denver knowledge. <laughs> Uh, stupid thing number four: being selectively honest. I like will mess up your recovery. <laughs> I like that one. So, I don't know. I I don't know too many people, at least in the beginning, that aren't selectively honest. I think still we're selectively honest. Do you? Oh, of course. Some things we're honest about. Some things we're partially honest That's kind about. That's kind of like giving it to God and then taking it away. So explain. So, like you say, I think we talked about this a couple of shows ago about giving things to God. Right. Like you want that little thing. Oh, you want to hold on to that one. That thing. one thing. Yeah, that's being that's selectively honest. Exactly. Yeah. You bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God, you can have all of me except for that one thing. You can't have her, <laughs> or you can't have my pocketbook, mm-hmm. or you can't have my time over here, mm-hmm. or this thing that I shouldn't be doing and still kind of liking it so you can't have that but you can have everything else Yeah. so that that is being selectively honest what do you think James <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought you were going to get out of it didn't you <laughs> yeah I could see where that would be some people don't want to give up everything right right they want to hold on to a little it's bit nerves it's scared yeah because they're going from one reality to another do you think that that holding on to something, being selectively honest and not being completely honest with something, can, can give you a false sense of security? I'm going to hold on to that truth, that you know, the truth that I'm doing this or that or the other thing, and I don't want anybody to know. 
because I kind of know that really well. It's your security blanket. Sure, sure. It's the last thing you have to hold on to. So part of being not being selectively honest is complete surrender. You know, and the 12 and 12 talks about practically no one wants to admit, admit complete defeat. <laughs> but until we do, we, mm-hmm. we usually don't don't recover completely. Uh, stupid thing number five that messes up recovery, feeling special and unique. Well, that won't happen to me. <laughs> I'm not that bad or I'm worse than they are. That's nothing, man. Ever heard, heard that phrase, um, well, I, I spill more than you drank? You're nothing, man. I, I, I drank so much, and I'm just... And so we get these grandiose stories for some of these guys, like they're bragging about it, you know? And then we have people that minimize that, no, I just, that wasn't that bad. And they were really, really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so being unique, and I, I think for me... There was things that I'd heard in meetings, and I thought, well, yeah, I probably do that a little bit, but I'm not, I'm not as bad as that guy, or that won't happen to me. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I hear this all the time. Well, in fact, <clears throat> when somebody new comes into the Teen Challenge Center, and they sit down with me, and I'm asking them some questions about, you know, why are you here? Well, I'm not that guy, and I'm not this guy. That's just not, that's not me. And and I'm thinking to myself. <laughs> the way you're saying that says that is you, mm. you, you right denver it's like oh yeah 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 that's you <laughs> so uh thinking that that you're you're special or unique can can be a stumbling block uh stupid thing number six not making amends so i'm thinking that this is probably as somebody's in the program for a good period of time, they've worked the steps. They're up to step step eight, where they're making a list of all people they had harmed and became willing to make amends to them mm-hmm. all. And they get to step nine, and they never make it. They never make the amends. So it's 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 not because they can't, because sometimes you can't. Mm-hmm. Not because it puts them in harm's way. They just don't do it, and so it kind of follows them everywhere they go. And they've got that that nagging thing at them uh, that will eventually could take them back up or at least at the very least mess up their so basically their, denial their their serenity and peace well the difference i th- i think sometimes there's a difference between denial and deluded mm-hmm. so denial is if i said we're not sitting here mm-hmm. we're not sitting in the studio that's that'd be ultimate denial mm-hmm. right deluded would be we're all sitting here and the walls are painted with polka dots <laughs> You know what I mean? That mm. that's diluted. Um, I'm not denying that we're not here, but I'm adding something that isn't really true. Mm. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So not making amends. So let's get transparent here. Have all you guys made amends to the best of your ability mm-hmm. um, to date, Marv? Far as I know. Far as you know. Yeah. Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Denver. I had a friend passed when he made all of his, so I'm hanging on to one. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> There's the unique True story. There's the unique piece. <laughs> True story. Right? right? He made all of his amends and he died. <laughs> oh my God. I'll, I'll make more mistakes and I'll get to make more amends. Yeah, that's, that's part true, of the journey. Actually. Right. Yeah. So 
yeah, I, I believe I'm doing a good job at getting them all taken care of. Did you guys ever hold on to, to some out of fear and then <laughs> did them later? But in the beginning, it was like, yeah, I don't know if I could do that one. That guy's going to rip me a new one, you know, if I go talk to him. or It's tough. It is. Because you don't know what they're going to do. Right. You don't. Uh, stupid thing number seven. Using the program to try to become perfect. <laughs> so. <laughs> what, was, what was that? <laughs> I did in the beginning. I won't lie. <laughs> did you? Yeah. So. Number 12. We'll talk. We'll talk about that when we get there. But number is kind of like this. Number number two is kind of like this as well. Number two says believing sobriety will fix everything. So that means that means that just because you're sober, everything's going to be fine, uh, and it's going to just work itself out. Um, number seven is using the program to try to become perfect. Mm -hmm. So you're, it's almost like. You try to apply, and I've heard this for years, <clears throat> that the 12 steps are good for anybody. Now, I agree. Mm -hmm. I think they're a real good design for living, and I think they'll benefit anybody that applies them. Um, but if you're using them to try to attempt perfection, you're probably going to fall short. Oh, yeah. And one of the most misquoted quotes in the program of Alcoholics Anonymous is... Spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. You know mm -hmm. what people usually say? Progress, not perfection. Mm -hmm. That's totally different. Because we tend to use that as an excuse why we didn't do our best. Well, you know, it, I'm just in progress. It's not mm -hmm. perfection. And I'll use it as a cop out. I shouldn't say No, it is we. a cop out. But I've done that. I, I've done oh, it, you know, have, as yeah. an excuse. No, it's spiritual progress mm -hmm. rather than spiritual perfection. It directly is related to our growth process in our relationship with the Creator. Mm -hmm. um, but if I'm using the program, which is what the steps mm -hmm. to try to become perfect, and then I don't become perfect, I tend to blame the steps. And this is what people will say: the program didn't work for me. Because they were trying to be perfect instead of just working on this thing piecemeal and doing their best. Mm -hmm. And because they didn't come out all polished and shiny, well, it didn't work. Denver, you look concerned. Oh, perfection. That word just bothers me mm -hmm. completely. On this side of heaven, right? I, I just, I don't know whether to laugh or vomit. I mean, seriously, perfection? Mm -hmm. What is that? It's not my voice. I know that. Right. right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, to obtain perfection, I don't know what it is. I'm a mess. Yeah. And, and in our finite thinking, how can we actually even define that? Yeah, I can't. That's what I'm saying. Right. Is I don't even know what level, when you get there, what then? I mean, this is a journey we're walking. Right. We're getting better. Yes. There's goals obtained all the time, but perfection? Have you ever accomplished something, though, and it just came out just as shiny and perfect, and you're like, wow, that really worked well. So you're you're in the <laughs> crawl space business. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to James now. You're, you're in the heating and air conditioning. If, if, you know, and you come across <clears throat> things like 
oh man, if I'd known that was what was really wrong, I would have approached it this way, right? Yeah. Okay, but you didn't know, and so now you're kind of stuck, and you had to go back, or maybe you had to go back to the shop and get a tool that you don't normally use, all that kind of stuff. But if you ever come across something, and it just, from the appointment, from the call, to the time you shook their hands and gave them their receipt, it was perfect. Every once in a while. Every once in a while. But machines wow. are like people. They don't always do they don't behave. expect them to do. <laughs> they don't behave the way you say. But on the rare occasion that happens... That's a good day. It is. Yeah. Can you rest on that day tomorrow? Nope. Nope. Because it's going to be different. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um, stupid thing number eight. I love this one. Confusing self-concern with selfishness. <laughs> Let me explain. The program's a selfish program. Therefore, I put myself before any of you. <laughs> And so then the argument, the flip side of that is, no, the program's a selfless program. And if you're selfless, you actually are putting yourself first and you're going to benefit from that. Mm. And then we get this kind of this angst, this argument between people. Well, it's selfish. You got to take care of you first. Yes, that's true. It's also selfless because you're putting people and their needs before your own. Yes, that's true. Sometimes our self-concern can be selfishness. I'll say, so for instance, hey, Monty, can you help me move my couch? Well, I, when do you need me to do that? Tomorrow. Well, I just live one day at a time, and tomorrow's not here, so I can't commit to that. <laughs> because I'm working on me today. Mm -hmm. So I'm putting my self-concern, it, it's not really self-concern, I just don't want to help you move your couch. <laughs> 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 Said in a more nicer way. Yeah, right. I live one day at a time. I'm not into time, man. I knew a guy, I knew a guy in, in the fellowship that he never wore a watch. He never looked at the clock. And he was like that. He was just like, I I'm just a free spirit. And I <clears throat> I just don't I don't look at time. I don't worry about what's going on. And then you'd ask him, Can you can you open up the meeting tomorrow? We're shorthanded, can you open up? I can't make that plan. I, I just can't. I'm working on me today. There you go. That's weird. It is weird. Wow. Mm. Let's try that. Jump in anytime. Jump in anytime. Mark. I can't work today. <laughs> I'm living one day at a time. That's yeah. I can't go to work today. I mean, I can't tell you. Or all. maybe tomorrow. Don't give me my work schedule <laughs> for the next week because I just live one day at a time, man. <laughs> I'm going to try that at my next job. Right? Yeah, yeah, well, that works. Uh, stupid thing number nine, playing futile self-improvement games. Huh? Playing futile self-improvement games. In other words, self-improvement games that really don't do anything. Mm. You know, um, this same gentleman would spend a lot of time sitting cross-legged on the floor with incense burning going, hmm. <laughs> And again, he was a fine example of never being involved with with anybody doing anything. It, um, we might call that being so spiritually minded, you're not any earthly good kind of thing. I'm working on myself, you know. And this same person had a buttload of self help books. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> of course. 
could have it figured out. Right. <laughs> we often joke. And, and Dr. But not tomorrow. Dr. Berger, if you're listening to this show, I apologize ahead of time for making this crack. But the Hazleton Publishing Company is the largest publisher of self-help books for people whose problem was self-help. <laughs> <laughs> little joke there, Dr. Berger. <clears throat> uh, stupid thing number 10, not getting help for relationship troubles. Oh, Lord. Again, leaning on the program for everything. And Marv, you know what we talk about? We're not doctors. We're not lawyers. We're not marriage counselors. Although there are doctors, lawyers, and marriage counselors in 12-step fellowships. The the spirit behind that statement is that this is this isn't our job here in this program to be your lawyer, your doctor, or your marriage counselor. You you may need to seek some outside help with that stuff, right? Right. Yeah. And so I um, did. You did. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, I probably will again. <laughs> yeah. And so, and I, I think uh, uh, certainly Bill Bill W spoke about this. Doctor Bob spoke mm. about this. Mm-hmm. The founders. Uh, about this being a spiritual kindergarten, about growing further uh, in your recovery process beyond AA or the twelve steps, even um, that it was a, it's a, it's a it's a beginning point. It's good for a beginning, but you have to grow, and sometimes you need to get outside help. Yeah, because AA, NA, Celebrate Recovery, all these groups—they're not the end-all, be-all, mm-hmm. and. Again, if you're saying, well, man, I've, I've worked all these steps. I've done what my sponsor says, and my wife still wants a divorce, mm-hmm. and you're wondering why she didn't change, well, did you get any outside help? Did you try to work on your relationship with a relationship counselor? Did you do it? No, I just went to meetings. <clears throat> I went to meetings, by God. Yeah. Why didn't that change? Um, how come my best friend still hates me? After what I did with them, I made amends. I did all that. Mm-hmm. Well, did you get any professional help? You know, when your friend said, maybe we should see a, a relationship counselor. When your wife or husband said, would you be willing to go to counseling? And you said, no, mm-hmm. I'll just go to meetings. Maybe that's a problem. Hmm. Um, stupid thing number 11, believing that life should be easy. Now that I've done this, now that I've walked through the doors of recovery, now that I'm working these steps and I've been through some hard stuff, life should just smooth out. And I take that to heart and I believe it and then it doesn't happen. And then, because that's an expectation, right, Mm -hmm. Tony? And then I go back to what I know, even though I know better. Mm -hmm. Leads to resentments. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And stupid thing number 19. Number 19. I mean, number <laughs> Where did you come up with that? Wow. Denial. Denial. No, I'm kidding. Wow. Where did you come Where up with that? Where did that come from? <laughs> we need to seek outside help. <laughs> stupid thing number 12. What would stupid 19 be, Monty? Let's ask that after 12. <clears throat> it was a, I was going to say It was a brain that. fluff. Wow. All right, stupid thing number 20. No. <laughs> stupid thing number 12. 12. That is weird. This many. Okay. Using the program to handle everything. Everything. I'm trying to apply the 12 steps in every aspect of my life, misinterpreting the 12 step. 
practicing these principles in all our affairs. Do we practice the principles of the steps in all our affairs? Yes. Are the steps a complete answer to solving everything? No. So what were you going to say, Tony? Yeah, I tried that in the beginning. It did not work. It still doesn't. Trying to use the program to to handle everything. Well, that's kind of like going back to, I forgot what number it was, but like thinking it'll smooth everything (coughs) over. Right. Yeah, it doesn't. Mm Mm-mm. No. In, in fact, um, I would come home and try to apply the steps uh-huh. onto my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That didn't yeah. work too well. And she would eventually she just said, I am not one of your 12-steppers. <laughs> you know, my son uh, at one point said, you know, quit using cycle babble on me. Mm-hmm. And even though some of the things I was saying was right, it wasn't appropriate at the time. Yeah. They didn't get it. But I was trying to approach everything from a 12-step viewpoint. And life is bigger than that. It just is. Marv? What? (laughs) Bam. Dad got it. Number 19. 19, Marv. We're on 19. No, we're on 21. (laughs) Hi, Marv. Hi. Uh, (laughs) um, I did that on purpose to wake him up. Um, So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna return to number one here, and then we're gonna close out the show to give people kind of, kind of a taste of what's in (laughs) Doctor Berger's book. Um, So in, uh, in, in stupid thing. Uh, number one, which is believing addiction to one substance is, is the only problem. Um, he says, uh, the truth is that our best chance for recovery lies in total abstinence. Here are five reasons why. Number one, use of any drugs increases the likelihood of using our drug of choice. Mm-hmm. So using any drug increases the likelihood that we'll return to the first one. So if your, if your issue is alcohol... And you use pain medication, mm-hmm. and particularly if you're using, you've never had a problem with it, but you feel kind of euphoric when you use it, and so you kind of overindulge. Mm-hmm. It's a really good chance that you might go back to drinking. It's at least higher than if you didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, cross addiction is likely to occur. If you're still using something else, you're likely to develop addiction to that. Uh, number three, we do not learn from our experiences while we're using. Mm-hmm. So if you're using another mind-altering substance while you're trying to stay sober from another one, it's going to be really hard for you to learn the techniques and all the things that are required to, to, uh, to maintain sobriety. Number four, complete recovery mm-hmm. requires total abstinence. It just does. Mm-hmm. We've seen that over and over and over again. Um, Narcotics Anonymous says it very well. You know, that, that, that some would look at alcohol as different than other drugs. Mm-hmm. But we ought not be confused about this. Alcohol is a drug, period. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five, drugs numb or soothe our feelings and therefore interfere with recovery. So when we're not able to feel, when we're getting overly soothed by mind-altering chemicals, it interferes with facing life on life's terms mm-hmm. because we're not, we're, it's being overshadowed uh, by these other things. 
And so, of course, he goes into more depths. It's not a hard read. Um, it's about a half inch thick, if that, the book. So I recommend this book to anyone, particularly if you're struggling with staying clean and sober and you think you're doing all the right things, um, you may want to check this out. <clears throat> Again, go to uh, www.abphd.com, and I'm losing my voice, which may be God saying, it's time to close the show. <laughs> Any closing thoughts? Uh, Denver, you first. Uh, I've did a book report on this twice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 500 <laughs> words per chapter. Per chapter? Yeah, it was difficult. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it really was. But I'm telling you, uh, they're stupid things, but they're powerful things. Yeah. And, and at, at, the further we get along with sobriety, often we forget the simple things. We yeah. complicate it, and we, we forget about them. So, yeah, it is a good read. It's hard to write 500 <laughs> words per chapter, trust me, twice. Those mean old education coordinators. They, yeah, yeah, it, it was tough, but it's a great book. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Simple things. James, any closing thoughts from the peanut gallery? <laughs> nope, a lot of those make sense. Tony. Love yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Love yourself enough to do it right the first time, right? Yes. And, and second, if you got. Yeah, yeah exactly. right. I was right. going to say that too, but I just didn't. Marvin, any closing thoughts on 12 Stupid Things? Two. That's You know, part part of uh, the problem is exactly what it talks about in the big book about contempt prior to investigation. Mm -hmm. So two things that I try to do the best of my ability, and that number one is be willing to change my beliefs. Ah, and part of what I what needs to be changed maybe is. I believe maybe I should read that book. <laughs> and then the other, the other, the second one is, um, well, that's just the way I am. Oh, to get over that attitude, right? And um, so then you're going to be open, yeah, to life on life. Really terms. good, really good. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I, I've heard people say to make excuses for other people's <clears throat> behavior. They go, well, that's just the way they are. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a whole other show. Yeah. And I've done it. Well, you know, I, if I've said it jokingly too amongst people in recovery. Well, you know how we are, right? Yeah, uh, like like that gives us a license to do the things we're not supposed that to do. That goes back to the popsicle thing. <laughs> what you gonna do? <laughs> uh, you got to go back a couple shows to understand that. Uh, by how, the way, how is that? Yeah. yeah. Well, they came up missing. I thought you'd be glad, but. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, listen, if you want the story of our lives, you have to go back to all the shows. <laughs> back to the archives. Right, right. I'll just say Miss Popsicle won't be around much longer. She's she's had her last lick. <laughs> <laughs> They're melting. It's melting. <laughs> and that's another thing I want to whine about one of these days. What happened to candy bars and popsicles? Where did they go? I mean, they're getting smaller I eat candy bars all and time. small, but they're tiny. Oh yeah, they are. They're tiny. Remember the? <coughs> remember the? They called them missiles because they were as big as a missile. I thought it was jumbo. Now they're yeah. Well, that's yeah. Why do they call it that even? Oh, they're just like <coughs> little tiny. 
things, mm. right? <laughs> yeah. It, we'll whine about that in ice cream truck drivers <laughs> one day. <laughs> right before I got my teeth pulled, for yeah. some reason I bought a <coughs> Chico sticks. Remember that? Yes, I know Chico sticks. I like those. What's a things. Chico stick? It's kind of oh. like the center of a Butterfinger. Yeah, they're so good. They're but they will blow your teeth out. Oh, yeah. They're like shards of glass. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's been the most awesome show ever. Oh. Hey, listen. Uh, just for the fun and kicks of it, uh, check out... Uh, Check out our friends over at Recovery 101. You can go to their uh, website, recovery101.net, uh, Bruce, Shelley, and Tara, uh, and you'll, you'll have a blast over there listening to their show, too. They're, they're in trivia. They're in Tombstone, Arizona. Um, so there's that there. All right, our closing song is called Dancing in the Rain by Mr. Richie Supa from Recovery Unplugged Records. Here's Richie with his song closing out the show this week. Hit you like a diesel truck And part of learning how to fall Is getting right back up Looking back I made mistakes I watched a lot of bridges burn The road to wisdom leads us to Making some wrong turns And you learn to see by walking through the dark where we've been makes us who we are Life's not waiting for the storm to pass Or running from the pain It's learning how to dance in the rain Love can take and bruise a heart Bend it like a broken wheel Leave your world so torn apart That only time can heal I wound up a better man For every single tear I cried And I wouldn't be where I am If I never tried You learn to see by walking through the dark where we've been just makes us who we are Life's not waiting for the storm to pass Or running from the pain It's learning how to dance in the rain and Prayers that go unanswered Can sometimes hurt like hell And you learn to see by walking through the dark And where we've been just makes us who we are Life's not waiting for the storm to bend Or running from the fame It's learning how to dance in the rain 
Supa for more of his music and to learn all about what he is doing in the recovery community, visit recoveryunpluggedrecords.com. And to get Alan Berger's book, 12 Stupid Things That Mess Up Recovery, Avoiding Relapse Through Self-Awareness and Right Action, visit his website at abphd.com. Until our next broadcast, this is the Monty Man along with the Take 12 Recovery Radio family, and we are wishing God's perfect serenity for you. Bye-bye now. This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. She's a super cat, super cat, she's super kitty, meow. Yeah, kitty, 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 meow. <laughs> <laughs>